Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by a good friend, Cheryl Martin, who's the Director of Global Business Development in Higher Education and Research at NVIDIA, a really cool company and a strong partner of Dell. So Cheryl, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this. So great. Thanks so much. So first of all, I know a lot of our partners that are tuned in here, they work with NVIDIA and we probably share a lot of the same partners, but talk about what you're up to most recently and what your remit is at NVIDIA. Okay, great. Yeah, I am responsible for higher education and research globally at NVIDIA. And that's everything from our sales environment. And as you know, NVIDIA doesn't sell anything directly. It is 100% sold through our partners. And you know, for the overall strategies of helping to define where our partners should go to be the most successful. And it's a really exciting place because higher education and research is really kind of a microcosm of what's going on in the world. So everything that's used with things like AI or high-performance computing is done at a university because they're either doing the research or they're being prepared for a job in those areas. It really is. So let's just, in full transparency for our listeners, everyone knows that I am not a very shy Florida Gator. I'm a proud Florida Gator. And NVIDIA has been doing some amazing work with the University of Florida around artificial intelligence and pretty comprehensive initiative. And you've been right in the middle of that, spearheading higher education. So just at a summary level, share a little bit, maybe just as a for instance or an example of the kind of work that NVIDIA and AI specifically can do in the area of research. Yeah, I've almost become a Florida Gator myself because I do spend a lot of time there. It really has been sort of ground zero for most of the universities to figure out what they need to do with AI. AI is fairly new. It's been around since like 1950s, but this last version of it, which has taken and has taken very strongly over the last, it's only been 10 years. And universities typically move a little bit slower than maybe a commercial company. But the role of a university in AI is beyond critical in a couple of different places. One is, as I said, the whole workforce readiness piece of it. So it's estimated that maybe by 2030, there's going to be a 10 million person shortage of skilled workers to do AI, whether that's writing the AIs, or, you know, developing the AIs, or whether that's the person that's trying to figure out how to leverage AI in their particular discipline. So University of Florida has made a broad initiative and sort of a very bold initiative to teach AI throughout the entire university. Everyone from an undergraduate that's getting an undergraduate degree will be taking three different AI courses to help make sure that they're a prepared citizen in the world to be able to leverage AI, which includes the basics around AI as well as an ethics course, and then something that's very specific to their domain. But then you look at things like the master's and then particularly PhDs, where a lot of the AIs are developed, a lot of the different technologies for AI is developed. And so again, University of Florida has taken a very broad initiative to really kind of lead the rest of the universities. And it is. I literally just sent an email back and forth with the provost. They're preparing for a visit from someone from a university in Japan, as well as another university in the U.S. So everybody is really clamoring to see what it is that they're doing so that they can accelerate what they're doing with AI to try and get caught up. So great example of leadership there. 
obviously I'm a proud Gator, but I think it's really fascinating and so critical. We're all living through in our industry at the moment, a labor shortage. We're all talking about the talent competition to find the right resources. And as we transform and lean into more of these groundbreaking automation capabilities, we're going to need the skills and we're going to need the, as you said, the readiness for the workforce to know how to garner the insights out of all that can be created out of AI. So I think you're really, one, in an exciting space and two, at such a fascinating company who's really playing a pivotal role enabling. So I mentioned that Dell and NVIDIA share a strong partnership too. So talk a little bit about maybe even on the commercial side, what you're seeing around the partner opportunity for AI type deployments and initiatives and how teaming and partnering with Dell around our compute and what we're doing on our servers represents a big opportunity for our partners. Absolutely. So first of all, when we talk about AI, there is no AI if there is not, there's three things that make it up. It's the compute, it's the software, the algorithms that are written by people, the skilled people, and it's data. So for a partner, I mean, so the whole solution requires compute, which the NVIDIA brings the accelerated piece. Again, we don't sell it ourselves, so we need to partner with somebody like Dell or Dell Partner to deliver the NVIDIA GPUs. And then the storage, there's a huge storage component to this as well, because it has to house the data that is used to build the AIs. Any kind of application that you're doing with AI requires those three components. So whether you're at a bank that's doing things around risk profiles or you're doing work with building digital twins to train robots that are going to work on a factory floor or you're doing something with climate change, every single industry is deploying this technology in all those places. And so for each one of those, the opportunity for Dell and Dell Partners is to sell hardware, server technology, along with the NVIDIA GPUs, as well as the storage. And then NVIDIA's also built a lot of the software and made it a little bit easier for everybody. So we have a lot of pre-trained models and SDKs that can really help accelerate somebody getting up and getting started. And that all falls under an umbrella called NVIDIA AI Enterprise. And so again, another piece for our joint partners to be able to sell another opportunity for revenue. Oh, it's phenomenal. So you've got so many examples where this automation could be leveraged. And as you were just talking about startup, talk about the growth horizon and what the market opportunity looks like for AI use cases. It's almost endless. When I look back at what the last 10 years have looked like and how fast it grew, there was barely anything out there. I mean, we really kind of started with something we're all pretty familiar with, which are recommendation engines that were used in you know, the Facebook recommendations or the Amazon recommendations, what kind of products. So people are sort of used to that, but now recommendation engines are used in almost every single industry. So when I'm going to recommend the type of investment that you should make from a financial services company, the retail one was kind of the first one. But now there's a whole lot of additional use case areas with things like natural language processing. And so being able to go in and understand, and so I think some of the things that make it easy to understand what natural language processing can do You've seen the translators that you will go speak English and you're speaking to your family that's in Japan and only speaks Japanese and it can translate your speech in English over to Japanese. So you can have an interactive dialogue with them using natural language processing. So those are called large language models. So now what we're doing is also training large language models for the language of healthcare. So understanding things like 
chemicals and proteins and DNA and RNA sequencing so that we can do things like drug discovery. So it goes in, it learns all those languages, it learns how they interact with each other to help us do a lot more on the healthcare side. And there'll be more and more of these large language models that come as well. It's really fascinating. There's probably no shortage of innovative use case opportunities. And, you know, we've been talking some time about the evolution and growing technology partner ecosystem and this notion that no one company can really go it alone. I mean, you've got the pace of change is just requiring accelerated time to deployment and the complexity of this multi-cloud, hybrid cloud deployment models, leveraging some of these automated capabilities like AI. Talk about how you see the partner ecosystem. For example, I know both Dell, NVIDIA, and VMware have worked really closely around finding reference architectures, defining some opportunities for infrastructure. So what's your view around the evolving partner ecosystem? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. So the one that you specifically mentioned is with Dell and VMware and NVIDIA and in the higher education space, or I guess in any of the places, that's again, the software. And not everybody needs to have a full GPU. They maybe only need parts of it for things like a class at a university or something, or they're just maybe a light user. So they don't need to have complete access or they're trying to meet different people within the organization, within the company. They've got some people that need to have just little bits and pieces of the technology sometimes, but they're doing a large language model. They need to have, on the NVIDIA side, lots of GPUs, maybe lots of storage. And so that's where the NVIDIA AI Enterprise and the combination of VMware and the combination of Dell gives the partners a great opportunity to go and put this all together. And it can help solve multiple different workloads across an organization. So that's one of the things. The other thing that is also very obviously big that's impacting lots of people is the transition between cloud or the hybrid world of cloud. So it's really hard to do a lot of AI in the cloud because, again, the large data sources and the potential egress and those charges that might come. So we are seeing more and more of the hybrid. Maybe somebody's going to get started really quickly in the cloud, but they very quickly grow to needing something that's on-prem. So it is much more complex than it ever was before, and it grows really fast. The need of compute power, the need of the amount of data, all of that is so much bigger with AI than it was in the traditional compute era that I certainly grew up with. And so it needs the partners to help you know, keep up with this pace of it. It's a fabulous opportunity, and it's really an exciting part for me, I think, of the technology industry, because it's just unlocking the human potential, right? Let the automation and these algorithms and the capabilities of this compute infrastructure do a lot of the processing work, and it unlocks the human area for innovation and creativity. Really good example of that is in the healthcare industry. So we actually have a shortage of healthcare workers. And you look at a lot of the things that a healthcare worker has to do. There are things that could very easily be automated so that they could spend their time truly caring for patients. So I know people sometimes will say, oh, you know, this automation is going to take away jobs. It really isn't. It really is meant to accompany a human and make what a human does better. And there's tons of examples of that. I listened to at University of Florida on Friday. Their agriculture department was talking about if they don't soon get robots to help with picking strawberries, there's a shortage of people that are out there that are able to do that. 
If they don't do that, that's going to impact. They may not be growing strawberries anymore. And nobody wants to hear about a world without strawberries. <laughs> so it's something that's happening across the board. Isn't that the truth? We at Dell talk about being technology optimists, right? That the purpose of Dell, we talk about that technology just enables human progress, which you just gave a great expression of, right? It's really, how do you put it to work for good? So what would be a good call to action or how could partners that might be listening here get started? What would be a good call to action for them to be able to just research and engage around what the Dell NVIDIA partnership could bring? Yeah, there's sort of, I think, a couple of different parts to it. So one is selling to IT departments. So whether you're at a university or whether you're at a end user, this is a different architecture than what traditional architectures were, especially if you're in the higher ed space and you were maybe building a high-performance computing system. It's a different, this is an interactive system, so it's new to the IT departments. So really understanding what the difference between this kind of an architecture and you know, maybe what their traditional ones, they've got to scale more, they've got different users. And so really understanding that part. One of the places that we sell together is to IT. The other part of it is to end users or in the higher ed space, what are the things that they haven't been able to solve? And do they have the data? Do they have the talent to help to build these algorithms to do this? In the higher ed space, that really is around individual researchers. In higher ed, they all get funded at the individual research, which is sort of like at a commercial company as well. That's sort of who gets funded to do the new projects and stuff. So there's that part of it. And then the new piece, which is really gaining traction very, very quickly, is around the virtual worlds and the digital twins. So a day doesn't go by that I don't have a discussion with a customer that wants to build a digital twin of whatever the work that they're doing so that they can do simulations in that digital twin. It's obviously very expensive to go out and simulate a hurricane or to simulate some big event, you know, crash a car, learn how to drive a car. So the more and more that can be done in a digital twin of that environment and simulating that environment is really where everyone is going today. NVIDIA's product is called Omniverse that runs on all of the Dell hardware, and it's more on the graphics line of the NVIDIA products. And again, I don't think a day goes by that I don't have a conversation, definitely on the higher ed side, but a lot of times they're partnering with an end user customer who wants them to build an example of they're building wind turbines to build energy and they want to partner with universities. So again, it's every single company is looking at these as well as the higher ed space. So that's sort of the third big place I would highly urge everybody to get familiar with. It's an exciting space, and I think it's going to have massive opportunity for us and our partners for some time here on the next horizon. So maybe let me switch gears here a little bit. And you and I have known each other for some time, but one of the things I always like to kind of wrap up my conversation with is for our listeners, share a fun fact about you, Cheryl, that might not be on your resume, your colleagues might not know, I might not know. What's a fun fact about Cheryl? Well, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> so I guess you definitely know that as much as a gator that you are, I am a Buckeye. And, and <laughs> as much as I have come to love University of Florida, I am much more of a Buckeye. But you've really stumped me. So I guess maybe the other stuff, I live in two different places because I have learned to love University of Florida so much. I bought a house near University of Florida. So I now split my time of my life in Florida and uh, Cape Cod. 
So I really don't know where I live. I guess that's a fun fact. <laughs> Not very exciting though. Well, I love that we've been able to sway you to the other side. You know, we're still friends, even though you're a big Buckeye. And for all the work you've been doing at University of Florida, I thank you. I think it's just fascinating. And I know that our listeners, one, hopefully take away that there's a phenomenal opportunity working with both Dell and NVIDIA. And you've shared a few highlights of the great market opportunities. So thanks for being here, Cheryl. Thank you. I hope I have because there is enormous opportunity for all of us. So we're really looking forward to working with you. Well, Cheryl, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us. It was a fascinating discussion and we hope you're enjoying the podcast. So please review and give us feedback and be sure to tune back in in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well. <music>